We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the I was thinking, racking my brain the other day, and I think it was in 2010. It was right when I first started my blog. No, maybe it was 2009. Remember that Colts Patriots game when Belichick went for yep. it? For, it was 2009. No, Pagano yeah. went for it. No, uh, Pagano. No, Belichick went for it fourth and two, threw it to Kevin Falk behind the line of scrimmage, and he didn't get the first down. If he got the first down, he wins the game. Think about the discourse behind that play then and how completely the opposite it would be today. Be like, oh, yeah, he should have went for it. Of course he should have. Like, he was way ahead of the curve on that one. And at the time, he was like, I can't believe he went for Sorry. it. I was and all, all they needed was the two yards to win the game, and that was it. It was a Patriots-Colts game. I'm remembering also something. Did Pagano do, like, something insane on his side of the field going for it, and they threw to, like... No, they did the thing. Didn't the Colts run, like... The fake field goal where they had only one man on the line of scrimmage, like by the kicker, and the Patriots had three guys standing there, and he snapped it anyway. <laughs> okay, yes, sir. Uh, but I remember yes. Collins were saying, I, I don't know what that, that even's supposed to be. Yeah. That's a disgrace. Well, remember when Miami ran that weird, like, two-point conversion fake punt field goal play that worked, but it got called back because of penalty earlier this year? It was a great The play. Rams' two-point play was the best two-point play I've ever seen. And they stole that from the Dolphins. Yeah, it was the 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 pitch end or the pitch and the, 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 it was a the broadcast even said that Sean Payton told them he was stealing that Bears trick play that Winston threw a touchdown on. I mean, they can say all of that. It makes them seem smarter if they say that. Okay, fair enough. If you take away our our ability to steal other people's ideas, where are they going to come from? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Who has the Super Bowl this year? Not that it matters. BBS. Although, the fact that I'm alone without friends, I'll hear it. This is supposed to be NBC's year, but they switched out and gave oh, it to CBS. Oh, because, yeah, they did the NBC whole trade. Because right. NBC wants to have the Super Bowl leading into the Olympics and don't want – and CBS doesn't want the Super Bowl going up against the Winter Olympics. So, Really? 
were they no, even it's overlap? a gentleman's thing. You don't, do, you do, don't do put they, up. Do they ever overlap? No, they wouldn't even overlap. They would. They no, would uh, this time. You, you think that NBC wants it at the same time as NBC's? No, but NBC, it, it, because it's in Beijing, it'll be on during the afternoon. But NBC wanted their Super Bowl in the evening and then be able to like lead into uh, Olympic stuff afterwards. Whereas CBS doesn't want to have oh, the Super no, Bowl. Oh, okay. no, I, 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 I would think that it is NBC wants, Which is why to, they made the trade. wants to use the Super Bowl to get the Olympics ratings because the Olympics don't do that great, especially the Winter Olympics. Yeah, but NBC NBC actually does pretty decent ratings with it. Anyway, that's why not, they made the switch. Not fucking Super Bowl ratings. No, no, nothing does Super Bowl ratings. But anyway, that's why they did the switch. Because that Sunday is, is, a, is an Olympics uh, Sunday as well. So we're getting Romo and Nance again this year? We are. Cool. Like I said, they switched off this one year. I was talking to Paul about this actually right before Jeff showed up and we started recording the show about how Nance, Romo, like they're doing the Bills-Chiefs game this year, obviously, the CBS game for the AFC, that a lot of people make so much about the broadcast teams. What percentage of people do you think watch these games with no commentators? Because I don't. Like, I have no real opinions on, like, the broadcast teams at all. Oh, I think most people listen to it with the sound. I'm pretty intrigued by it. I I get I like it. I'm hyper aware of the teams. Particularly and, now when no one's at a sports bar watching games. Maybe that may be true last more true last year. But I'm hyper aware of the assignments, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, like, I am too. I, what but I'm a weirdo. Are, I like yeah, I like no, mainly it's because on a Wednesday yeah, but, pack, but, but do you have opinions about these crews? Like concrete opinions, like, oh, this guy is really good, or just if I get Mark Slareth or James Lofton. I fucking hate my day. Well, James Lofton's the As the I said worst. before, I like getting like the low, the like your Spiro Ditas Archuleta crews. Like they do so. Yeah, I like those guys. Like I like the B, the D teams way more than the B teams. The B teams are the worst, in my opinion, on these broadcast crews. Now, I only look for the assignments because I just want to know who I'm going to listen to calling the Charger game. And in doing that, I read the list of who's doing other games. I get from your perspective, not giving a f- shit. So never loading up that web page that has yeah. the assignment list. Like usually, like if I'm <laughs> out watching it, one I game also is look on- at ref assignments. I'm a weirdo. I need to know where like Jerome Booger is. No, I, I just have all of the games on in front of me. We got a girl. Uh, we got the first female official for the Super Bowl. Or not, not head ref, but but um, they're replacing one of the dads. One of the dads? The dads, who I always make fun of. The dad that spotted that Henny run deserves the spot of the year award. I don't know how the dads spot balls run by professional athletes trying to guess where the ball is, where their knee is down. But, but that Henny spot on that run, that was a spot of the year. It was dead on? There's a spot of the year. I Whereas like, I'm of the, of the opinion when the punt goes out of bounds, the ref is just guessing as to where it crosses. I kind of agree. I, I don't understand. And they're being waved by the sideline. They're just underlay, underlay. I guess why, <laughs> if you can do the tennis replay in less than 10 seconds, why can't at least for the out of bounds on a football field, can that be tracked? It's, like, why is that so hard? It's only funny to me because NFL, well, old NFL, now like it's passing a new age. But even before us, I started watching football in the era of, of like inches matter. Like every inch matters. And here the refs are like literally mindlessly distributing free inches feet everywhere. All game. Free. Sadaka. You just hope you're on the right side of it. 
Tim, would you be opposed to putting a microchip in the ball? I mean, I think in principle it makes sense, but I would be against it because I think it's kind of neat and quirky the way they do it now. And so I'm you would prefer wondering. it not be accurate, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, but it's the way you know it's been that way for the whole history of the game, and I don't see a reason to change it. Like I think it's neat because you can, have, like, because you actually could change it now. I wouldn't I wouldn't want it if it meant the amount of time they spend on fucking review now because that is ridiculous but if it is something that could be like bang bang like oh here it went out at the 36 and a half yard line that's where the punt actually traveled over the out of bounds like, wouldn't that be much better than just some guy being like yeah i think it's right here i guess or this is I a touchdown it, be- it went over the goal line <laughs> the arg the argument yeah of, that's much oh, oh that's though. how they that's how uh, they didn't used to do it that way it's so ridiculous for literally everything like people well, used, no, to, sh- that, that's people used to show up to war with a bow and arrow. There's a reason why technology improves and they show up with whatever they've got now. Technology changes, your abilities yeah. change. Like no, get, Tim get with wants the time, World War Three to be fought like the Norman invasion Tim. of ten sixty six, bow and arrow. Turn only. off your heat and go just sleep beside a fire, pal. Tim's well, a yeah, Tim can't obvi- start a fire. Obviously. Are you kidding me? You need to have a dental yeah, appointment. Have Why don't you just do it without the without having your teeth fro? Why don't they just rub pure cocaine on your gums? That's how they used to well, do no, it. Exact well, of course, but that's the dumb argument against what what's the why? You just made the dumb argument. You're making the dumb <laughs> argument here. Like, no, I, I no, think it's, it's quirky like, that they're not right ever. Well, there's yeah. actually something to be said. It's charming. We're I don't want to use the MRI machine. I think the doctors would be like, yeah, no, you got no, the but mumps. Listen, this is pro football. This is not this is not an MRI. Like, that's actually a really dumb. It's not because well. you're just using technology well, to improve what you're doing. a very good counter to my argument. Then make none it. of you have actually provided we, We've provided <laughs> all. Let's make it more accurate because we can, and it's not changing anything. The only thing it changes well, again, is the accuracy. There is something to be said, though, for the charm of it. Yeah, there's something like, to be sorry. said about the charm of not being right. That's great, Tim. Thanks. Honestly, I'm not that bothered by it because in the, in the long run, it all works itself out. It doesn't. It that is actually not true. That's what that's. It, it, it doesn't. No, it, it doesn't all work itself out. In the and long oftentimes, run. The, the the cure is worse than the disease. I, I would say like, coaches are probably fired. Stoutly, like people's that, jobs that, are on the look, line. Look at the system spot. that the NFL has. Yeah is in a lot of ways worse than when we didn't have challenges. The challenge system has not improved the game. Uh, I think it's actually been better for football than any other sport. Uh, there are some sports where like, it's really bad. I would say tennis and, but it's still not the best good for football. System. Tennis does have the, fair enough. I, I meant of the organized pro. And, and what I'm yeah. talking about with this particular idea would mimic exactly what tennis does. Well, except that in tennis, it's when the ball touches the turf. With this, you'd have to have like, Invisible lasers coming up. Yeah, not hard to do, Tim. Well, maybe not not hard hard to do. I realize to you this sounds like the year five thousand, but it's not. This is available to us right now. I kind of don't feel like it needs to happen, and obviously the owners feel the same way. It's like you know what? There is something romantic about first downs being marked off with chains, and about the you know you having to take a look at. You already have replay to review whether a ball crosses the goal line or not. And you pay referees to be on the field to to make the call, and so be it. Like not everything needs to be uh, automated. I'm fine with it being a little bit, a uh, little looser. I, I think that that there's some, it's sports after it's supposed to be fun. Uh, and wouldn't, it's, wouldn't it be so fun that if you okay scored a touchdown, you actually scored it? Or if you, you didn't, literally you didn't? just said you were in like bed for months after a loss or something. What's fun well, about yeah, I? But. Yes, but that's not the same thing, right? That's a category. I was upset my team lost the game. 
I wasn't upset because the they like like a touchdown was called incorrectly. There was a hold that was missed, but that that would never be reviewed anyway. Uh, that's just unfortunate that you just came up on the wrong side of the rules. No, I mean, I, I think there's actually a very profound, very like small C conservative argument to, to be made here that what the NFL has works. It's the most popular sport in North America. And I like a Swiss watch things sort of work in a particular way. When yeah, you start monkeying with one thing, you don't know what the after effects are going to be. And we have seen changes that got made when you're like, for example, there are lots of examples you can think of where after you make the change, you're like, oh, that was a disaster. Sure. We shouldn't have done that. And you try uh, it out. And if it doesn't work, you can switch it back. It's not that big but, of a deal. But you're the same guy in 19, in 1951 no. being like, there will never be a sport bigger than horse racing and boxing. What's never changed? No, Tim that's still not takes his horse to work. Right? Tim still thinks that that's baseball is super thing. popular. It's not. Tim, you still well, ride still your horse to work? Well. It doesn't you... really do all that well. It's fallen behind basketball, which... Would've sure, but it's still 20, the third 20, most popular. That's great. It was the most popular sport. Then it was the second oh, yeah, most sure. popular no sport. Now it's the third that. most popular sport. And again, to talk to you, you'd be like, you should never change anything about baseball. People love it. It's and you just said the so NFL sure is the most the recent popular. Changes. I I think that the NFL is the it. most popular sport. They must be doing something right. Let's never change. If the NFL stays the same as it is today, it will no longer be the most popular sport in fifteen or twenty years. You need to continuously adapt. And football has always done yeah. the best job of that. And Always. that's why they're going to eventually start tinkering around with all that stuff. So you better fucking get used to it. Oh, there's nothing wrong with tinkering, but there is a particular, you see this online more with people who are incredibly online who think that the whole purpose of life is to create change and create progress from what's there and that there's no gratitude for the present and no gratitude for what they, and so that's just the way they're hardwired in terms of their political views. And therefore they translate it into sports. And that's fine. Everyone's welcome to that. But I don't share that perspective. Well, we Tim, we, we I, know uh, you don't like the color mine barrier is more having of a, been broken. We know mine that. is We've, more of a philosophy that the, before. No, no, but see again, that's like to, to be. Why change anything? I liked everything exactly how it was. Airy, to be incredibly erudite, this is the distinction Edmund Burke makes between the French and American Revolution, and that one was good because it was in, 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 uh, for the purposes of actual people being able to enjoy their rights as citizens and as free people. And another was a disaster because it was the upending of all tradition and upending of liberty for the sake of disaster. Like that's terribly elitist. And I don't know how people are going to get that reference. That's kind of where I'm working from is that type of distinction. And so you want to be very careful when you make changes. Not every change should just be automatic. There's, there's far too many people. I guess that's where I'm getting at. That are their knee flex reaction is to say, good, let's change it for something. Let, let's just change it. Let's let's try something new. Well, that is not how human beings actually function in the real world. It's not the way we're biologically constructed to be. And it is not how successful organizations or groups thrive. They thrive through cautious, deliberate, slow change, not through rapid change. Uh, that, again, that, that runs counter to human biology. I would biology. actually completely counter that by saying well, institute- science is, is in, well, in, Okay, in, thanks, in Tim. Just shut up for a second. Here's science the thing. Is Here's the thing. Institutions can get away with that because they have built-in infrastructure and capital and a longevity of being successful that they don't necessarily need to change a ton to retain the certain level that they're at. Any new innovation is not done by those places. They are done by upstarts with new ideas and that progression that you're talking about that you're so afraid of. They're the people coming in right now and changing everything and everything oh, that I'm we look at in 20 years is going to be from these people that are creating these new innovations because these other places, they have no reason to really innovate because they're just doing what they do. Do. 
It's the new up-and-coming ideas that will always change everything and bring those older corporations and older institutions along with them because eventually they'll just be the last ones to catch up and then they'll be exactly where everyone else is. Then new places will come in. And that's what football is going to end up doing, especially with this technology. Or it has the opposite effect where they get consumed by those older institutions and they actually become hidebound very quickly. I mean, Facebook, Twitter, they're prime examples of that. That they have become, they've, or, or Amazon or Google have been subsumed by the sorts of monsters they didn't wish to be. No, but uh, they so complete, it, it, but, it but they completely changed the entire game by being the upstart. No, oh, I, I agree. They complete well. They changed the game in terms of the medium. I mean, they didn't actually change the concept of like connectivity. People still always wanted to connect to each other. I mean, a- a- ask newspapers how it's going. I mean, I feel like the Amazon, New York Times has Amazon's never been better. Be- Amazon's got to be never pretty been better. happy about how things are going right now. Sure, but you just said newspapers. The New York Times and the Washington Post no, have never Amazon. had better years. So, so you're talking about two mediums that basically don't print newspapers anymore, do all their sales digitally, uh, and they're the only two newspapers basically left standing because they had that infrastructure where they could take hit after hit after hit until they figured it out. All the other newspapers went away. Well, no, there are still other several newspapers. Would you say there's as many newspapers today, Tim, as there was 15 years ago? Absolutely not. Is there five percent of them left? Yeah, but things transmogrify in ways that you can't predict, right? Netflix is basically NBC. Uh, like things, like things that are not supposed to be networks become net. Like my whole point is that sometimes this new innovation becomes the very thing that they think they're not being because there's something innate in who we are or how we live as a society that sort of like captures them. That's just how it is. And so oh. you should be aware of that, that, I mean, we, remember, yeah, we, we there's, there's still, there's still, about there's, how real still change going to call out of possible. bounds, out of bounds. We just want it to be accurate. And you can do that with technology. Yeah. But again, that's because, yes, that's right. But how accurate do you really want to be? I want it to be like, the most accurate it can be, Tim. I'm baseball betting on this is, But see, actually, you don't, right? When you I do. Baseball, no, I, many, I do. How many double plays that have been double plays for 150 years now don't get called double plays anymore because something you can't see in live time, but you do see at 1-1,000 speed that, oh, the ball was out of the second baseman's hand or the shortstop's hand for a half second or he was off the base. But you couldn't have seen that in live time. You can only see it in replay. Has that been good for the game? No. I'm not talking I'm not, oh, I'm not talking about report. going to replay with this. I'm talking about putting a chip in something. Hey, if you have, let's say you have something in the same tennis technology, you have those in the bases. So you know if someone has stepped on the base or not stepped on the base by the time it's there. You would know right away. You'd know in real time. Yeah, maybe. Or this could be the thin end of the wedge. Tim doesn't we, even we, like seeing a shot tracer in golf. <laughs> He just I wants don't like the it, camera no. to, to just randomly just, just shoot around. Oh, oh, there it is, lying in the patch or perfect or in a divot or, or That's wherever. That's my aesthetic preference. I agree, but I think these are all But if I've spent preference. multiple days watching an event now, understand the layout of a hole, I really appreciate seeing the track. And that's great. Here's I, I how actually these don't guys think their way is wrong. Pardon? Actually, Here's like how these guys wrong. are attacking the different holes. Yeah. But, it's, but even I, to him to bring up like I think Netflix these are all just subjective. And everything that's going on. Yes, it's technically a network, but they changed the entire, entire process yeah. of how you consume all this media. And all of the other places had to replicate their model in order to catch up. Correct, but in six years' time, all of these yeah, they're a know, beast now. They are NBC. I think that's a fair comp become, to say they have become like the networks. Yeah, like they, now they make their they own have shows. The thing like, they replaced. I don't think that's an unfair. Except they. Except they changed the game. They changed how it was done. They, 
were the driving force. Oh, sure. They were they sold their product directly to you. And that's what we've seen basically over the past 20 years is the middleman has been cut out of most of the stuff. Yeah, you know, it's true. funny. It's on it's my it's on my notes as it pertains to my new head coach, the cutting edge. The 1987 figure skating movie? 1992. I enjoyed that one, actually. That sports romance comedy that I think my mom must have rented. But I saw it a few times. But it works perfectly for how many would explain the Chargers coaching hire. Cutting edge. The cutting edge. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it goes both ways. We, we didn't even talk about that. Are you? We should probably talk about that I, right I, now. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Give Tim, Tim the floor. So, I, Tim, you want... Have you learned how to pronounce your coach's last name yet? Have they had a presser? Yeah. It's, well, I know they just officially signed Sala today. Like he was like signing the documents. The Twitter photo came out. So I think the presser is probably, well, probably not tomorrow, given that tomorrow's inauguration day. I imagine they'll probably wait till Thursday to do the presser. Uh, but anyway, I'm excited. I mean, I said on last week that Sala was one of the couple of guys I, I was really interested in. Comes very highly recommended. He seems like a leader of men. Uh, he's young. He's energetic. I think he's going to fit well in New York. Uh, I'm excited. We'll, we'll see. I mean, great coaches sometimes, or people you think on paper are going to be great coaches, turn out not to be great. But I have. this is the most exciting coach the Jets have hired since I've started following football. Because when I started being a Jets fan, Parcells was already their coach. So I didn't like have the excitement of them hiring him. So this is the, the most exciting hire for me. And the Jets have thrived in the past under defensive coaches. I mean... Even though Todd Bowles wasn't a great coach, the Jets went 10 and 6 and almost made the playoffs with him. They made two championship games with Rex Ryan. They got to a championship game with Parcells. We tend to thrive better with these kind of coaches. That could just be happenstance, and it probably is, but I'm feeling okay with it. And I like that we're bringing Shanahan's offensive coordinator, uh, Shanahan's passing coordinator, LaFleur, over to be the, uh, the OC. I mean, I, I think he was spinning straw into gold in San Francisco the last couple of years, yeah, given what uh, they have to, to do work with, with uh, now. Kyle Shanahan. Well, I was just uh, just about to say, I'm sure a lot of that is Kyle Shanahan, but I'm sure he learned a ton from Kyle Shanahan and from his brother, for that matter, uh, who's a who's a marvelous play caller. So there's reasons to be hopeful. I mean, nothing's guaranteed. Who the heck knows if it'll work or not? But I, I, I'm pretty I, I'm optimistic that this seems like a competent hire by a competent GM, which we have not had in a very long time. So I feel good about it. Right after the signing, we saw Richard Sherman um, you know, give his endorsement of it as well. Then we got a text, a group text from Tim that just said, I want Dick. That's what he calls no, Richard No, I Sherman. said, I want Dick Sherm is what I said. <laughs> and I do want Richard Sherman on the team. I think he'd be a great sort of leader. Yeah, you have to probably I think you want to bring a guy. It makes total sense. You bring a guy who can help lead a system install on the field. So if there's a yeah, leader can't play corner anymore, if I mean, there's a leader in San Fran that's a free agent on the defense, I think connecting him to the Jets is an easy dot. By the way, Richard Sherman on the Jets is the best corner they have starting next year. Like this moment, he is by far the best corner they have. You know, by the way, I think the Jets hired a great coach for for them and for what they needed. I'm happy Tim seems happy. Um, I think it's easy for both me and Tim to say as we were going through the process, but but I was outside of Jason Garrett. I was thoroughly impressed with everybody 
Um, whom I saw the Chargers talking well, to. You, well, you have to be, because if you say a bad word about them, then, then they become the coach. You, oh, you I can't. don't... Yeah, I guess. I didn't think about it, like, in, like, you a even, team perspective. You were even pro Ellen DeGeneres when he got hired. You gave him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, I'll give him all... Well, dude, we've never, we've never gotten this right, like, since Marty, who we freaking canned. And I am ready. I want... I am, like, if you have a bad piece on my coach, you send it to me. I want to take it in. I want to take it all in. Then you'll block that person on Twitter. I saw your wife got someone unblocked this week. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she did. Um, no, I think that guy I blocked was a, that was just a joke. He's unblocked. But don't send me Nate Kading missing kicks in a, in a playoff game. <laughs> I don't, know, like, I I don't need it. it. That's just like a mean I kind spirit. of enjoyed it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's just that's just mean do you, spirit. Do you like the new Chargers coach because he may or may not watch this show? Might be a fan. No, he isn't a fan, but a relative's a fan, and I sleuthed to make sure I wasn't being pranked. And they look like their dads are brothers. <laughs> Shout out to him. Shout out to him. And, and listen, it's great to know that maybe at Thanksgiving I can have a question or two answered. If I had one question today, Pat, I, I want to know the simple things. Like... When we f- travel, do we need to wear suits or can they travel leisurely? These are like the little things I am curious to know. What, what would you prefer? Leisure. Tim, what would you prefer? Sweats on a plane, bro. The Jets need order and discipline. I want that team showing up suit and tie. You do not. Saban has Alabama oh, wear suit and ties. You're going to lose. You're going to lose it. That's not going to work. No, it's one thing to it do it. It can to, work. It's, it's one thing to do it to people. And that's the biggest thing with Saban, too, is... And we've seen this happen to a very high-profile college coach is making the jump. Coaching kids one way, university kids, versus coaching adults who are professionals getting paid millions of dollars, telling them to do certain things, yeah. might go a little bit differently. Um, well, it depends how you tell them to do it. Like, I'm sure Pete Carroll had no bones about telling guys in Seattle what to do, but had the right affect to do it. Pete Carroll is a very special personality when it comes down to that, though. That's how he's been able to. Re- we all know his coaching acumen, not the best, he, but he's a great motivator of people, and he seems like a, like a super good guy that everyone likes. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. And he lets people compete too. He's not like a discipline type guy. He's just a high competition guy. Like in practice, you're going to compete. And these are professional fucking athletes. They love competing. Uh, but I, you're right. It's like this cycle where like no one's really saying bad things. The only bad things, I guess, that are kind of being said are unfair to the coach. It just is more to like, you know, why is this guy getting a job and not like a minority? Well, I mean, we could probably rewind the tape on this show of how many times Jeff has criticized McVeigh hires. Yeah, friends, oh, of, yeah, McVay. friends of McVeigh. And I told you, we didn't yeah. even get one of the cute ones, Tim. I mean, it's different because he's a defensive guy, not an offensive Oh, yeah. Guy. Oh, but listen, yeah, we went to the, the, the Friends of McVay tree, which doesn't exactly have the greatest track record in modern football, despite... Yeah, basically, you went to the party, and all of McVay's friends were there, but you got there late, and the only person not checked up yet was the dumpy friend in the corner. All right, well, whatever, man. We got a bust. We got a slump bust right now. Well, there you go. So we're in, <laughs> and I'm excited. I'm excited. But but I get there's like not a lot of negativity around hires. You know, they sort of wait to suck and then the pariahs come out. But but I'm seeing things from people I do like and whose opinions I care about. Um use again words like cutting edge, innovative, brilliant. But now is that in general or compared to Anthony Lynn? 
Either way, it's an upgrade, but you're right, because I thought about that. I thought about that. I'm excited to have a coach that knows the time. I'm excited to have a coach that can name the players. I'm excited as a coach that even in a bad moment, Tim, can go to the podium a half hour later and remember the play that Daniel Popper is asking him about. Because that's I'll that. Get, those... I'll have to get back to you on that, Jeff. Pardon? I'll have, to watch, I'll have to watch the tape and get back to you on that. Also, it's safe to assume my coach answered questions well in his interview. You'd hope so. Yeah, right, Tim? They asked him. For... I would assume. Would <laughs> yeah. assume. Although um, I, I, I really thought you guys were going to get day bowl, so I, I don't know what's going on there. I, I think it's just they got caught in the playoffs so long that I don't think that he wanted to leave to go do interviews and the Chargers wanted to hire someone, like get someone in the building right away. Like That's the one downside to some of these guys when you're an offensive coordinator on a team still in it, like the enemy's one thing because they won the Super Bowl last year. And eventually, like, even with Josh McDaniels, once you win so many, like, yeah, you can go interview. But I think with Dable and the Bills, it was like, this is our focus right now. Like, they I, I don't need anything else in my head. I they could have hired him anyway. They could have hired anyone they wanted. And by all accounts, as it was talked about on NFL media last night, uh, this was the guy. This wasn't like draft picks where, like, you just say it's the guy because the other guy was taken. They wanted the other guy, the guy that, like, was the flashy name out there that I wanted. Um, good thing I don't know anything. As I joked with Pat on our golf show, Tim, when we had the Lynn hiring cycle, my first choice was Patricia. <laughs> I mean it. I was like, oh, my God, this guy. Like, that's the type of. He's got these like, pencils. And he tries to write over laminate. That's just how was the guy. And that's on. I'm not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want anyone to correlate me, like, calling Dable Patricia. Dable's a man. Dable should get a go to next offseason. Pick his spot. I think Buffalo will continue to be great. I'm not Tim. Tim's going to try to tell us that, that Josh Allen's completion percentage is going to regress 12 points when we record in, 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 in June. This is, a, this is a coup for Buffalo, but I don't think the Chargers didn't hire who they wanted to hire. Dable wanted the Charger job by all accounts. Paul? This is a little off topic, but I've got a uh, tweet from TC. Like the day that uh, that Gase was hired. Okay. Gase has the best rookie QB talent of this class <laughs> oh, to work with. There will be no excuses for him. Yeah, this yeah. team should be, by 2020, vying for a Super Bowl. He and the GM will not get four years to figure it out. That's actually pretty true. That happened to the two other quarterbacks in the class. Except are, are vying for su- we're vying for the Super three. Bowl. Yeah. With Baker, too. <laughs> so... Baker, the, Baker, Lamar, and Josh Allen. So on the time frame, like he's not wrong. Like Boy, all, that that first sentence was wrong. The best QB oh, talent. That that was the wrong part. But I think a lot of the big thing, even like go back to the summer shows, like no quarterbacks in year three, like that, like Allen's like liftoff is amazing and it's the best. And Baker's maturity is great to see, and it's unfortunate, Sam. But everyone who has a clue about how this thing works, it's like. No, don't worry. Lamar sort of tricked everyone. He got like a year two amazing. But Lamar also has a completely yes. different style. And once teams start catching up to the style a little bit, or the defense gets a little bit worse, and they can actually put up points and put you into a different situation. I thought Lamar improved so much between year one and year two. And I credit Harbaugh, really, with but a lot of that if, of, here's the game plan based on your skill sets right now. In year two, it's a game plan that is not completely dissimilar to year one, but it's more advanced. They just weren't that great this year. They beat... The, what and, we saw is they beat the shit out of really bad teams and lost against good teams. But also, is it fair, unfair to Lamar? He, like, he just improved so much from one to two that, like, the one to three improvement should be acknowledged. Yes, it, but, it, but it's not. 
it's not because two to three wasn't new. It was a downgrade. was a down, what, what didn't have the same launch as one to three. And, and I'll be honest, like to steal Tim's tweet, I'm excited. I like my quarterback. I better see some good things next year. And in year three of my quarterback, my expect we're going to be, I'll be excited when we record all off season and, and preview shows, I will be excited. And these board beat writers are going to look at my healthy team on paper and they're going to make me excited. But in a year and a half from now, I want to be cataclysmic excited. Tim, you remember at the beginning of the spread pick show, you said, will Cleveland be like the trendy Super Bowl pick next year? They will not be because the Chargers exist. But we still play in Mahomes' division. So I don't know that people want to run to us. the Dolphins could be trendy. They no. get Mahomes, uh, Watson, and or they do something. If they get Watson, yes, that that would be a different case. But I, I just think that analytics love the Chargers anyway. They have for like the past five years. Yeah, with with a court. Yeah, they you know did what I mean? before. And now <laughs> analytics like Herbert. Herbert looks good. They're on paper getting their entire team back healthy, which we know is never going to mm-hmm. happen by the time the season actually comes along. No. But there's going to be a point in May where it's like, oh my God, on paper, everyone's healthy. The on model, paper, yeah. This team is the second best team to the Bills and Chiefs in the AFC. Yeah. Be like, oh, their odds are so great. Oh, they're, well, let's pick the Chargers to, to yeah. beat Kansas Lynn City. Lynn is gone. They'll win the two-point games. They'll make their field yeah, goals and then next Tim, year. Then Tim will jump on board and they'll go 3-13. and 13. No, don't. Tim doesn't need us. He doesn't want. But everything that you said, if you go back and watch the early like preseason shows that we all did, Tim, the way that you talked about the Jets and the way that you talked about Darnold is actually what happened with the Bills. 100%. Like, I it, agree. To, to a T. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Everything you said about Darnold actually happened to Allen. I, I, I don't dispute a word of it. Not one word of it. And, 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 and we talked about it many times over the year, Pat. Those two teams went two completely different ways in constructing – their rosters. Yes, the C.J. Mosleys, the Le'Veon Bells, the flashy day one signings that all went to the Jets. The Bills pulled the Patriots. Let's wait till day three yeah, and Beasley sign, and seen these six guys. Yeah, let's get let's get some depth. Yeah, the yeah. overlooked guys who are cheap, and then we can fill in the rest. Yeah, we get ten for the same price as your two. Last, At least maybe C.J. Mosley will be fired up to play next year. Yeah, he's fresh off a whole year off. Maybe he won't even be good really anymore. Too. Really too. Do we worry about the I, like? I don't know what the Patriots end up doing. Whether they go with Stidham, they draft a quarterback. I have no they idea. What all their COVID guys back. Yeah, they they get all their COVID guys from the defense back. Their defense should be a lot better next year. Great. I I'm, hope I'm they just, lose every game. I, I know you do, but now you're going to be triggered about the Bills if they make the Super Bowl. That will not be. Pl- I'll, I'll be furious. I'll have to get myself involved if they get into the Super Bowl. <laughs> Wait, you'll pick them? You can't fake I don't anything, know, though. I don't know what I'll do. You what? should have a lesson. You learned enough Brady Super Bowls, like how you need to play the Super Bowl angle when you want a desired outcome. Like, you have enough experience in that now. Stop being so jelly. That's what it is, right? It's a lot of jealousy. I'm jealous, too, but I'm happy. And Chiefs fans, 98% of them, they're so great. And like you know, you, Chiefs fans were not happy with Tim on Sunday after he tweet, tweeted out, it's over. And, and I was so annoyed by that, too. It's like, you just won the Super Bowl. You don't get to complain at me. Uh, well, what's wrong? Like, I'm sorry. When the like, best player on the planet got, dies, they're allowed they to. They just won the Super Bowl. There's nothing to get upset about. It'd be different if it were last year and they hadn't been to or won a Super Bowl in 50 years. I Listen. can understand the. But it's like, you know what? You guys won a Super Bowl relax. Uh, Your circumstance is so much better than mine. 
Well, they well, know that, Tim, but, but here's the problem. And as much as I think the Chiefs fans are amazing, I can't wait till the world is normal. I'm going to go to Arrowhead. I'm going to eat barbecue and respectfully enjoy a great football game. I cannot wait. To Tim's point, I think on what he is trying to get at is, and it, it's probably going to be a reality as much as it hurts me. They're like, if they don't win three Super Bowls, Chiefs fans are going to be like let down now. Like, that's almost where it is. Yeah, it, it all plays to the expectations where the Chiefs fans have this expectation that they should have a dynasty with the team that they have, and they probably should. And they will. And if they, yeah. it, it'll be a lot like the early aughts, the early, like, what do you call the tens? The teens? Are we calling it the teens? I don't know. Tim, what, what do you call that? Like the 2010s. We just call it, we call it the 2010s. That's what we're calling it? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I'll go with the teens. In the early teens, it felt like the Packers were going to win like three Super Bowls. They yeah, just didn't. They didn't. And now maybe they got their shot to go do it right now. But it will feel that way if like five years time we're looking back, the Chiefs have have the one. And that's it's like, what the hell happened? But it's kind of like a thing with majors. Like, I, I, Adam I Scott's about to win like six majors. It's and like, it happens oh, to everyone. Here, and, it's and, like, you, yeah. and then maybe this year Adam Scott can be the Packers and get himself another major. But, or, one, but or, once you know that, yeah. and that's baked in, you're like, everything still needs to go our way. Like we yes. need to win this back to back. We we're here right now. We're going to go to the AFC championship game. Not everyone can be the Patriots. Although I mean, every fan base is whining when things don't go their way. It happens. There's no one fan base where you look and be like, well, they didn't complain at all. They all fucking complain. They all fucking whine about it. The chiefs. Yeah, I don't know. Right. The Jaguars literally had a super bowl appearance stolen from them by the league. And they didn't, they did not whine and complain. For months and months, and the people way thought I they'd be right back. And people they thought they'd be fair right enough. Back. I, I did too. I oh, did too. Probably, that's but like happened. they had it, they had it stolen from them, and uh, they didn't complain. Doug Marone was like a genius three years ago. Now, do you know that people didn't complain from Jacksonville, or you just don't know any Jacksonville fans, so you just didn't hear it? Ah, uh, but even in the media, it wasn't like talked about much. I mean, because of course you, the Patriots are, 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 are there. Are, 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 are there a lot of like? Jacksonville beat writers that you know. The amazing thing about no, Tim, there isn't. The amazing thing about Tim, because he's a very bright guy, yeah. but he has yet to understand the concept that he literally tailors his, his feed to him, and then then believes everything that's in his feed is how everybody feels and what everyone else is seeing. Like, yeah, you know, you don't have. 50 Jaguar fans in your Menchies, or you don't follow their beat writers. So, like, I don't know. You don't know what's going on. I'm sure their Reddit went freaking nuts. Yeah, the only time you've ever been on Jags Reddit was earlier last year when they were trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Oh, were you on Jags I, I Reddit? Was. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was, anyway, I was behind enemy lines again. Last thing before we get out of here, and you have the best grasp of this of anyone. Uh-oh. And even your grasp is not great on it. Oh, yes. I had this written down. Good. So can you can you uh, ask the question then, Tim? Shit. What was this electronic card buy-in thingy? I don't have a clue. What do they call it? Oh, that's helpful. We're going to have a really called, good conversation. It's called Top, top shot. shot. It's like you buy what seems to like a card that's like a, you buy like a pack you of buy gifts. A gift. You buy like a pack of gifts or like a pack of cards. Or you can individually buy a card. I don't know. I don't understand it. The guys involved seem a card to of be what? of a moment, a moment, like a, a moment. Yeah, it's weird. Like, like it's you, like a sports car. It, like you could buy a top shot Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Yeah, I get. Yeah, kind of. Except they don't have a thing with with, with the NFL. With so the these NFL. are like 
sports cards. Sport card like Bitcoin kind of. It's powered by blockchain somehow. It has every buzzword of how people spend money on the internet yeah. involved with it. And, then, and the biggest thing is I saw Bales. Shout out Jonathan Bales. Shout out Pete Jennings and Levitan. Levitan. They all bought in on this like $35,000 top shot moment. And I don't know whether they know it's a good investment or not, but they're also like rich dudes who can just spend... I don't think like Bales is sweating 35K if he yeah. ends up losing it. Like he doesn't want to lose it, no. obviously. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's not 35K. It's 35K four fucking ways. Yeah, sure. But either way, it's still a lot of money. No, and I'm not trying to besmirch money, but but if those guys rostered Michael Thomas on Sunday, <laughs> they probably had a tougher time than this top shot investment. But as you've seen with a lot of these things, either it's worthless or it's worth way more than you paid for. No, I guess. So if you want yeah. to buy, basically, if you bought 10 top shop top shot type products not all top shot but top shot is one of them and like let's say yeah, ground floor bitcoin five years ago was crap. one of them a or piece of digital art li- lithium uh coin is one of them or ether coin or crypto kitties oh, light coin yeah or, i remember or, the light coin or whatever it is you buy 10 of them if one of them hits it's going to cover your investment 10 times for yeah. all of them so yeah i get it I, this the, doesn't make any sense to me and maybe it's because i don't understand yeah. i'm still to me these guys are like a network me. a network that it's like buying like a network that buys 80 pilots and two of one of them two of them what three of them make it to air one of them becomes a hit yeah one of them whatever csi they, and pays for yeah, everything they pay to, to, to try to buy the rights to that sucked it all comes back tenfold I don't know, man. It's just people. I, I, it's Bales in particular because Bales invested in this. Bales is widely known as basically like the sharpest guy around in the gambling space in the DFS space. He's like to, the Brandon Staley of of these guys, right? Cutting edge. Except he's he's proven. <laughs> I have joked, but but you're absolutely right. But he's if on he the, does yeah. something, people are like, oh, okay. Maybe I'll do yeah, it too. You're like, self aware enough to know Bales is smarter yeah, than you. He's a so smart guy. Go read up on what he's saying. But even, but like even just like reading his blog and reading his newsletter, like he's not, he never claims to be right about everything either. He's like, these are it's totally speculative. Everything is a risk. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll get him on to talk about this stuff. I just find it really confusing. Well, like why would this actually well, be? Worth if I can't ex- describe what it is, I would have trouble investing in something that I yeah, but- can't describe to myself what it is I just bought in some way. It, well, in fairness to him, do you have any investments? No. So. You're Listen, not. You're I got, not in the place where you feel real comfortable investing in any of that. No, no. I want to just say I got really confused about it. I've tried to sort of understand it. It's not that I am stubborn. I don't think I'm kind of either. Like I just don't think I'm smart enough. But I, I I'm self aware enough to know the guys that are doing it are incredibly smart. It just seems like like I thought. Oh, like for an instant, Pat, I thought like, oh, you own the clip. Like you own this official. Trademark thing. And a sports that, like, center wants to one thing. Yeah, if sports center wants to yeah. use it, they have to lease and it. And if from they you make like yeah. a like a LeBron movie, like Universal Pictures, and they want to use like a highlight reel, like they gotta come get my permission. Like for a moment, that's what I thought this is. That's one hundred percent not what it is. You pretty much just own a a GIF. But maybe it's fine. But what, okay, but what do you do with that gift? I don't know. How does that gift become valuable? You, you just own, it's it's just, like a picture. It's valuable, it's like and it's just easily tradable. It's easily liquid. Like It's easily transferable, which is, there's a market right, for it. Right, but where does its value come from? Like, what actually I, infuses I, That it's limited, that, 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 that it's oh, a special Paul, one? Paul's going to expand on this, because I think he has a better grasp of it. I Paul. think the real, the selling feature for it is as a digital asset with the, the history and the blockchain, uh, the information on the blockchain, uh, sitting there, it's 
much easier than like other cards and things like that to prove authenticity. And you can't damage them. No. And then grading. Grading's this kind of the scheme. How, the, well, I, I guess the grading would all be perfect, grades, wouldn't it? fucking gifts, aren't they? It's all digital. No, they're it's saying it can't be graded. Like a, car, oh, like yeah. a card's like, value yeah, a is totally subjected to grade. Everything's a 10 out of 10. The counterfeit aspect. Um, I get it. He compared it to like... Can, I buy, a to- can I buy a top shot of the Tim Andrikus gift? No, but, but, but I guess one thing <laughs> that kind of made sense to me was he complained it. He compared it to like... Digital things like have a value. Like my nephew buys like a special sword in Fortnite. That's like I get that that literally has a value that he can then trade or I don't have a freaking clue. Well, I guess But the they whole- also compare it to like Tim, there's this whole like digital art industry. Like, that makes sense to me though. Digital art industry. But you, then it's the same thing, though. But yeah, it wasn't but, Bale's, like, saying, like, why is it different? Because with a digital, like, piece of art, you can still, like, you ha- would have, people would have to come to you if they wanted to repurpose it or print it out or anything like that, right? But can I not just hang a Mona Lisa in my house? I mean, I'm not comparing it, but it's like, uh, I don't know. I guess any sports card I want, I could print a picture of it and put it in, like, a case. Like, I have this sports card, but I don't because it's just a Hillroy <laughs> paper that I printed on. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm not even against it. I yeah, just me don't neither. understand it. Me neither. I will say, though, Pat, and me, like, asking why people were so upset, because I was just like, these guys, like, a bad slate means more. Like, who cares? And then I got inundated with replies explaining to me how, like, this could just, and I don't know anything, but I'm saying that the people that are sort of anti it are saying that, like, Bales and these guys, like, have a responsibility um that maybe they're not like full disclosure. Like they're they're pumping it out. Well, the, well, that the, it's funny you mentioned that. Like because their influence you, you said controls you, this market. Agreed. And but isn't that part of it? Yeah, because it's exactly what you said about like the Fortnite sword. If people aren't playing Fortnite and Fortnite isn't popular, the sword is fucking worthless. Yes. <laughs> so you need you need to create. It's the same thing around sports cards right now. Sports cards are hot right now. People are buying them, and the more that people buy them and try to get into the market, the rarer ones are going to be worth tons of money, like we saw with the last sports card boom, that once they start making more and more and more and more people get into it, the people that buy a sports card a year and a half from now, those cards are not going to be worth anything unless there's like three of the card that you end up getting. With this, this is exactly what caused the 1929 Great Depression, by the way, was this exact thing where people were trying to boost up certain stocks uh, and buying them in syndicate at eight dollars, so they could they could get other people buying it at twelve, and then short sell. That's what and people, people written were, to me. Were but, then but isn't borrowing that exactly- on spec to buy more? But eventually, it crashed for everybody. But a couple of these entities, like you said, you of the te- you Just buy like it's incredibly 10. risky. Yeah, sure, but that's a part of it. Something's though. gonna hit. A but couple like, of these entities like are gonna blast risky. off. Agreed. A couple of them are gonna blast Maybe. off. I don't have a clue. There are people that are doing good research. Like, what happens if Top Shot or the parent company of Top Shot, their like licensing agreement with like the NBA? Goes, yeah. Do I still own this car? Does it just like disappear? A- and people told me they don't have an answer. I don't. I'm not hard on like Bales and Leviton and them saying we did it. Like, is that promoted? Like, they did it. So they bought something and they're telling the world. Like, yes, they have followers, but. They're saying if you don't have money, don't yeah, do they, it. Yeah, they could also do whatever the fuck they want with their own money. Yeah, their money. It's Twitter, and no matter how big your following is on Twitter, nobody really follows you on Twitter, right? Like Twitter is like uh, people. Super, what do like you mean people follow? People like fifteen percent of the world of, of of North Americans have Twitter. Like Twitter's actually not that important anyway. 
But no, but, it, but no, it, in terms, I, I would. But do they I, ever I, I, hold on? Hold on. I would agree and disagree. Yes, the general public is one thing, but if you look at something like Bitcoin, for example, that was highly talked about on something like Twitter. Everyone sure, those Twitter people and, are incredibly online. Sure, right? but all those people were the ones that bought it up, and by the time like my grandfather heard what Bitcoin was, it was worth fucking forty thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, sure. So eventually, if stuff gets big enough, it. It emanates in this one space as a little tiny seed. And like you said, and then in the amphitheater of Twitter, it gets bigger. And then it's it all of a sudden it's on like MSNBC. Bigger. And then like Forbes. networks pick it up. Yeah. Stuff that people's Tim watches and like my parents watch. And then you see like, oh, respected investor buys Top Shot. And then like everyone like, oh my God, this yeah. guy. The like- moment you hear that, you probably don't want to buy it anymore. <laughs> no, sure. Like I said, that's literally what caused the Great Depression. But, but- that type of investing. I don't know. But people I think are whole putting that these guys have a responsibility as influencers. I don't know what that what does that mean? Like I mean, if they were being dishonest, that's one thing. Like if you're a tout and you're selling your picks just so that people will all bet that pick so you can bet the opposite of that pick, that's that's unethical. Yeah, I, I think that's, that would be that's unethical. That's also not what's going on. Someone here. like who like because I am in like the Agreed. card thing. That's and not like, what's going on. As I've as I've said to you, or we've even joked, like Prism is like the hottest brand, the best brand, the most liquid brand, the brand that many seems people to be the most... say Prism, very good cards. There's the people best. that cover the it. best, cards. and now there's like this consortium of very trusted people who are influencers in the card community, trying to be hyper speculative on like what the, the card next community on what the next Prism will be. Like, sort of, I want the hot brand before it's like hot. And it, he, would, it would be like knowing that TikTok was going to blow sure. up versus the other 10 yeah, social media but he's platforms literally that no sitting, doing. But yeah, he's literally it also... Was that other thing, Quibi, that, that everybody bought into? That was like a TV <laughs> network. Yeah. And we can get to that. But he, but my point being is people compared it to me because I watched this video. is like, yeah, Select is going to be the next big brand. Like, it's going to be huge. You guys trust me on this. Oh, by the way, I'm sitting on cases and cases of Select for when, like, you well, guys buy it. Like, Well, I think Al actually tweeted out something about this like you should say if you're being paid or not like even you'll see like uh, on the youtube videos now if you're watching this on youtube at the bottom of the screen when you first click on it you'll see that this video this particular video has paid sponsorship you know, DraftKings sponsors this show i talk about DraftKings. now i like DraftKings. i play on DraftKings. So you're also in but i'm in, but i'm also in business with DraftKings. and too. you invest in DraftKings. am i should I know said that? Although we also talk mean? about companies on this you show stock. who don't invest in DraftKings. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah. anyone can have stock in DraftKings. You can no, just go but buy I'm, the like, stock. Yeah, of course. But DraftKings is probably like the sixth most talked about company on this show in the run of a week anyway. Yeah, like we put it this way. <laughs> Coke does not, Coke, yeah. Diet Coke does not pay. Yeah, Coke, Nord- McDonald's. McDonald's. These play, yeah. But at the we same time. a whole stretch a couple weeks ago where we talked about Burger King for like 15 <laughs> minutes to start a show. But at the same time, if there is something disingenuous about you saying, Jeff Feinberg, hey, don't worry about prisms, buy selects, and selects is paying you to say it. It would be nice yes. to know that they're paying you to say it, and you're not just, like, you know, taking the money under the That's table. That's why the like, two okay, words, yeah. full disclosure, exist. Now, the internet and Twitter is a real scummy place for that kind of behavior. And I don't think that's what's happening here. Agreed. I agree. Again, I agree. It goes but back to me. But people know that shit like that happens, and they're projecting that yeah. onto people that... 
and that's not fair. I the don't, people that we know who are doing this stuff are out there doing everything anyway. Yeah, they're doing the, the 10 other speculative things that Which you're saying should you invest in. They, they're also investing in. So this is just one. And because it's sports and it's cool and like cards and opening packs and getting random players and getting maybe a special card is like very niche to the community they speak to daily. Yeah, the they, sports betting They put community? it out there. Absolutely. These guys also came off of just missing a million dollar bid on an Onus Wagner card. So this is just like... That's kind of like my, my whole point was like, what's the big deal? Four effing whales went in together for 35K. If it shits the bed, Michael Thomas's zero catches might have hurt a couple of these guys more today. Like, that was sort of like my only premise. I don't know why there was such a vitriol kind of. And I guess it's just sort of like what we're unfamiliar with makes us uncomfortable and different. And also, $35,000 is far easier to understand than a million dollar investment, right? What do you mean? It's, like, just, it's like, easier for the average person to understand a $35,000 investment versus a million. They'll never have a million bucks. They never, the, the, the idea of making a million dollar investment is impossible. But the idea of they a $35,000 investment, what do you mean? No, no, they what, can what, touch what you, that. No, oh, what, a normal person can get to a $35,000. Yeah, the average you, person you can never out, get that kind of money. They can get $30,000. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Right, so they can, they can relate to it if you have a far credit more if you've, they, Yeah, if you've never had bad, if you have decent credit, you get the bank give yeah, you 30000 Oh, yeah, the, the million, exactly. the you million dollars reach on the card. Yeah. You could plausibly it buy is. this thing for three. And then people get into the situation like, well, if these guys bought it for 35, maybe I should buy it. But they can't afford it. This is no, what that's I mean. the thing. That's and these guys can they, lose the money. Yeah, they, they can to. lose. They, they, they don't want to lose the money, but they can like lose that. the money. But like, sometimes a prop goes bad. A bet goes bad. In-game variance. Like, They'll just chalk this Pat up to Patrick another. Patrick Mahomes, over one and a half touchdown passes against the Cleveland Browns. Bet the farm on it's minus two hundred. Yeah, I'm gonna throw two hundred thousand to win hundred thousand. Oh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt and he left the game. No, you lost. Sorry, shit happens. I wish I like better understood what it is, but I never understand any of this. Now, do you until think that, it's like and, so far and down do the I, line. And does that make us rubes because we don't understand it, or is this stuff actually just like speculative and it's hard to understand to begin with? Like, are we just stupid? Or it's, it's purposely. It's in some ways it's purposely hard to understand, right? I mean, the people because the people who understand it want there to be a level of complexity so that not everyone yeah. can get into the mix. I, right? I, I there's, agree with that. There's a protection of one's nest that way. Uh, and that's true in a lot of industries. It's not just this. A, a ton of industries put up tons of obscure barriers or complications to keep people out from the trough. Uh, but, you know, you also live a real life and have real responsibilities and don't have time to commit to these things. And so, you know, if, if the purpose of life is just to, to live happily, uh, and, you know, to maximize, uh, you know, the happiness you bring to others and to yourself, then if you're doing that and you're not up on that stuff, then you may be ahead in the long run anyway. Well, there was an article, I think, maybe it was on Medium, maybe it was published in the New York Times. really don't remember anymore. I saw it trending on Twitter and I read it. It was like the, the death of Bitcoin or something like that. But it, the, the point wasn't that Bitcoin is worthless and you shouldn't buy Bitcoin. The point was Bitcoin is just merely a stock. Or it's, it's now everything it was not supposed to be. Well, like people, was that, I've seen well, that article too. People thought it was going to be like a democratizing currency to get rid of central banks. Maybe eventually like it, it, that ends up happening. I don't know. But the way that it's being traded at the moment is the same way that people trade gold. 100%. It's like, it's like digital gold. Yes, that's exactly right. But it that's is, the same with these cards. like a common stock. Yeah. And the people, it was, I mean, premised on the idea that something could be more important. Central banks can print more money than God. Central banks just are so much bigger than Bitcoin could ever have been. Ooh, like it was a losing. That, it, it, was that's, that's not, it was the Titans. It was. It was the Titans challenging the Olympian gods and being struck down 
uh, and uh, for it. It was, it was an unwinnable battle. Central, the U.S. Fed can outspend anybody, no matter the amount, they can put up quadruple. Same with the European Central Bank. That's a battle you cannot win. Impossible. Until you get to the point where you devalue your own currency so much that people actually do end up making that switch. You can devalue your currency so much as to make their currency unattainable. Um, Right? You you could deal with so much hyperinflation that Bitcoin would end up being the better investment than people would actually start using it. But people's money wouldn't be worth anything. You couldn't get a hold of the Bitcoin. No one could buy it from you because no one would have the assets anymore because your currency has been so devalued. And no one could buy into it because like in 1930s Germany, they don't have wheelbarrows big enough for the money to be in, to buy loaves of bread. Like the central banks can... Put it this way, governments, central banks can deal with a lot more long-term pain and are far better at long-term planning than any other institution because they're going to be around forever and nothing else will be. Ah, see, I don't necessarily agree with that. This goes back to the conversation that we had a little bit earlier about you know your small C conservative type of actions. And there's always some disruptor that can come in and really change what people do. And it feels like Bitcoin is onto something with this. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be Bitcoin, but it does appear like it, like I said, it just seems like it's more of a common stock now. If central banks thought it was a threat, they'd crush it. And there would be rules passed to make sure it was illegal to possess it. And that's all there would be to it. I think and no that, one would have it. But I think there's enough of the they world. They can't take it away from you, TC. What's that? They, they can take. They, they can make. They can't take. They can make it possession o- of it illegal. They can't. Of take, you can just pass a law. Yeah, but people who already have it, they can't take it away. What are they going to? Sure, do? but if you can't get any more of it, then they it can't, becomes they just. They can't a, find where it's even located in the blockchain because it's your own private key. That is true, but believe me, the state has the power to do just about anything it wants to you. How much Bitcoin do you owe? Oh, clearly Zero. not. Zero. Okay, yeah. so, so Paul, yeah, believe Paul, me, he knows all about it. Well, Paul, No, no, I Paul, don't know all about Paul, what I do know all about, but what I know all about is the state and power. And it yeah, is it's scary because all we've been doing for the last, like, year is just printing, printing, printing money. That's how you end up in Great Depression. I kind of think of it as a play against inflation, which is coming. That's kind of how I'm, but why that's I'm like investing well, but I, I would have said, I would have agreed five years ago. And, but yeah, but you got to think about what happened in the last in the last nine months. They have, have printed more changed. money than at any other time in human existence. And the existence. inflation rate didn't go up. That's what shocked me. Because That's what shocked a lot of economists. I don't know the what. The inflation rate what do you didn't mean? go up. That's because they they're just they're lying on their numbers. When you have the central well, bank controlling that, of- how can you print all of this money? And, it's a very and the pre- We just haven't seen the cost of it because they know that the general population isn't uh, ready to see that inflation. It's coming, man. Just think about what just happened in the States. They just passed with that uh, the, the, the new uh, Biden deal that they're going to move up to $15 an hour wages. Everyone's like, yay, $15 an hour wages. You know what that actually means is that the cost of every little thing that you're going to you're gonna need is going up. So it's masked in a $15 minimum wage when in actuality, life's probably going to be the same. It's just the cost, the, the, the valuation of that dollar is less. I, I agree with most of what you said there. So, But, I, but I, Paul, a lot of us are surprised. But, but Paul, as, as the person who owns in my day-to-day life the most Bitcoin that I know, do you ever expect to use it as a part of a transaction? Like to buy something? I kind of think of it as like an extra bank account that's off the system and is just mine. Sure, but wouldn't that almost just be like having your money in the NASDAQ or something? 
but you just yeah, have it, an it, investment. How is that different than owning? How is it different than owning stock in yeah. Coca Cola or General Motors? I mean, you can use it to purchase things. Sure, but, but why would anyone do that right now? I'm holding it in the hopes that this is what becomes instead of gold, like. For instance, gold. You say that you buy gold. Uh, they tell you they buy gold. They still find gold in the ground, and they add to this. At least with Bitcoin, the general idea is that there's only 20 mil- 21 million uh, Bitcoin out there, and it gets released into the general public at a, at a standard rate. It's scarce. You can never create more once the last Bitcoin is mined. It's only going to be people trading in between each other. You can't create more of it. It stops. It stops at 21 million. That's it. It's tough to describe. Aren't to there people. like farmers that are like Bitcoin farmers? Yeah, I, I thought people were mining Bitcoin. I'm very confused about this entire That's thing. also probably going to be made illegal based what, on the environmental way? damage. Where, where though? Because of the amount of power and energy. Yeah, but where, where is it going to be made illegal? It can have on the climate. On I the would internet. No, but where, where are you? Various so, laws. so the U.S. makes they it illegal. Stop. Great. We'll do it in fucking Romania. They're already doing it in, like, Arctic Russia right now. They're setting up places. So if they want to do that thing, like, they're going to get well, rid. They're sure going to get They're going to get through the rest of that Bitcoin. It'll be done. And then it's whether maybe, maybe it takes off, maybe it doesn't. I mean, there's bigger, bigger investors moving into it this sure. time than 2017. That cannot be ignored. Fair enough. But, like, that line in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, that there's a profound truth to that. Well, Tim does agree that anything that was basically written, as long as you can think back, Jeff, if it was written then, it has to be true. No, and but some things are time. If there's an improvement, there's no point in going for it because, like, the way it's currently being done is obviously the best. It's good and charming. Again, not, it's charming. I already it's charming. rebutted that. It's charming. Some things, the refs some things aren't spot worth the ball wrong. It's you use, use the piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> use the cue some card. Things to fucking don't need to be changed. Some things do. I got no problem with the spotting of the ball by a person. People were also mad at Tim on the internet. I don't totally disagree with him. I don't know how I feel about it. The with touchback the, rule? Yeah, the touchback rule. I, I have no opinion. I don't I, know. I, do, I don't like it, but I don't know what the alternative is. Yeah, I mean, either. Time. What are you supposed so to do? I, I, people not understanding that the goal line is a special goal and zone is a special part of the field that has special rules attached to it special it's not like fumbling anywhere else yeah because the end of plays affects points and uh it affects like it, there's a reason it's not even marked off like it's a special zone of the field so yeah special rules apply and there's a million rules in the nfl these days that advantage the offense there's this one big rule that advantages the defense so what? I, I'm don't not, fumble out of the end. I, don't fumble out of the end of the end zone. I'm, I'm not sympathetic. To I'm it. not against you losing possession of the ball. I just don't like that the other team gets it at the twenty. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe make it like I mean, people, get it at the five or something. People like that. that don't like it, like what's their case? Like you can fumble the ball out of bounds the entire field. But I guess to Tim's yeah. point, that's an advantage of the offense. Yeah, you can also the entire you can, you way can also cross the thirty-seven yard line. You don't get six yeah. points. You can all like the whole way up the yeah, field. An, if you make this mistake, you get the ball back, so long as the other team correct. doesn't get it. But at this demarcation point that we have determined extra special, you screw up here, you will pay the piper. I don't know I how like to it. change it. I don't know how to change it. I don't hate it. It's one of these things that I, I thought don't Tim think took unfair hate. To I thought Tim took unfair hate. I, I think it. if someone could come up with a reasonable alternative to what should happen and it made a lot of sense, 
I'd be good with changing the rule. But as I hate this rule, it sucks, and you present no alternative to it, then keep the rule as it is. So, like, the people that, like, they just want you to get the ball to one-yard line? I guess like, so. Like, what is I, the... I, I, I think the big thing is just where if the other team doesn't recover it, it just goes through the end zone. The team that fumbled it loses the down and gets the ball back where at they the were, one, I at, guess. At the one-yard line. Yeah. Or wherever they fumble, because you could fumble it from, like, the two, but you can't advance a fumble. You then there's the no consequences for ever reaching for the end zone. Agreed. You should always reach them. And that, we don't want that. I, I don't want that. I want it to, like, you reach for the end zone. You better be darn sure you're in a cross because calamity uh, uh, ensues. It should not be super easy and risk-free to reach for the end zone. It's, you should have to pay a price. Okay. We got anything else? I'm probably going to cut this into two shows at this point. Give, give me a no, show. I'm good. Give me a show for Thursday. You had nothing else written down? Not really. No, we covered over what I, I really wanted to talk about that electronic card, and we, we did. You raised your hand halfway. I guess I was, uh, I think I just had a question for Tim, okay. but I forget. Forget it. I'm just seeing something on the internet that the NFLPA wrote as players that, like, they're not getting vaccines anytime soon. So expect for an offseason, much like last year. And they've canceled the combine, and who knows? You wait. They're going to develop a robot. A what? A robot. Uh, An artificial intelligence. (laughs) Uh, Paul was talking about this earlier. Just like in some places you have like the drive-through COVID test. They're just going to have like a a big swinging wheel with syringes on the end. You just drive through, get your vaccine, and just go on. Vaccinate everyone right away. (laughs) That's going to be the move here soon. Unfortunately, the government's doing it, so that won't be the move. Yeah, got to keep, got to. It's going to take a long gotta really time. Got to really spread this out for as long as possible. Just, just stab people in the arm. In the an car. Uber driver, Get Uber Eats driver, just tried to pick up my friend's wife, like for a ride or like for sexual favors. Like, I guess because you can like send messages after, and I guess he liked what he saw at the door. I like it. <laughs> would you take that as a compliment if someone did that to your wife, or would you try like find the guy? No, yeah, sure. Take her. <laughs> she just got you a nice. That's a joke. She got you a nice Valentine's Day gift, as we learned at the end of the golf show. Yeah. Oh, great. She called me to let me know she's spending money on things no one in the house needs. Did you ever find out what it was? It's like plates and cutlery, Pat. Well, that's nice. Well, Timmy. Well, why would you think that's nice and something to spend money on? This is from a guy who has one plate, one set of utensils, and uses paper plates. And you sent him a, a trough of plastic things. He was thrilled. Oh, yeah, that was great. But, you know, if you're inter- you know, in three years' time when you're allowed to entertain again for a dinner party, it's nice to have some nice, uh, nice stuff, I'm sure. Paul, you were going to say something? Joe Exotic's getting uh, pardoned, apparently, and that's his stretch limo. That Trump pardon Joe Exotic? <laughs> well, he wouldn't be there. Oh, you, you know what? If it wasn't for that bitch, Carol Baskin. Yeah, if that bitch, Carol Baskin, better watch her back. <laughs> Probably shouldn't joke about that because he's like an insane person, a la Tim. He can't get up here during COVID COVID times. With a, no, with not a, him. I meant, I meant about Carol Baskin. Like Joe Exotic's probably going, although he's like a star now. What does he do if he's pardoned and he's like out in the world? Oh, well, is he like, like is he like finally like the celebrity he always wanted to be now? I guess he can make appearances. Can we get him on Mayo Media Network? Can we I get wanna, him a show I with see Cam? Him on like Fear Factor. By the way, if people didn't know, Cam is every Friday with Meanie on the hockey show. Tune in and watch Cam because Cam was 
fire. Always. Not with the picks, but just being Cam on Friday. He was uh, he was comparing <laughs> Tim. He was comparing cheap DFS DraftKings plays on the Friday night hockey slate to different pieces of meat that go on discount at the superstore. <laughs> <laughs> Cam is the best. And you know what? They were all great deals. <laughs> <laughs> he is the best. I was reminiscing about Cam today. With Think, friends? Yeah, things off for off air. It's right. like once upon a time he showed up at a few like personal engagements. And was the was he the hit of the party? He's he's always he's always a hit. Was it Cam al- or was it Morenzi who thought that Toronto's downtown life was destroyed? Now that Wayne Gretzky's Morency, Cam would never go to like Gretzky's. No, to like Bay Street bootlickers go there. But they don't even though. That's not like Gretzky's wasn't a popular spot. There's a reason we could stop doing good business. Yeah, it was like down the street from the stadium, and only people actually liked it. No, like that. It was just like the one that's across the street from like a real sports. Yeah, real sports, yeah. yeah. Real sports, the concept of real sports is great. Going to real sports is the fucking, it's a travesty. Except for when DraftKings ran the fantasy hockey world championships out of it, and they had an entire, they bought the entire, like, floor. Then it was actually pretty good. You could use the golf simulator. You didn't just bump into people 24-7. But trying to go to that place, like, before the game, it's across the street from the arena. It's like the uh, like the toothy moose, or whatever the fuck that's called on front Loose street. moose. The loose moose. Like, it's just like a dive bar. Loose moose is all right. It's okay. It's so- no- it's no You're different saying that like shoeless Joe's and Wayne Gretzky's wasn't the beating heart of Toronto downtown life. Like I was led to believe. No, no, it was not. Those were just the places that Morenzi went to. I think <laughs> those are the two places he had. They were honest to God. They are the two places that were closest to the place that he used to work. Yeah, <laughs> that's really it. <laughs> that had enough TVs to put on all the games he wanted because there were other places. But those places only had like one TV and they just show the Leaf game. Yeah, that's why Gabby's wasn't mentioned yeah, on that list. Exactly. <laughs> Which is coincidentally across the street from this studio yeah. right now. <laughs> anyway, that will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. Paul, who you got me? Is Connor McGregor going to win in less than a minute? He's looking in great shape. Uh, less than a minute? I'll give Dustin Poirier a little bit more respect than that. But Tim, who you got? Uh, you- I, Connor McGregor's going to win by knockout. You got Connor or do you got Dustin Poirier? I think Poirier will not be knocked out. Uh, it may be a technical knockout, but that's not quite the same thing. Where is uh, the fight? Or, or, or a submission, but uh, I'm, I don't think it'll be a, uh, a knockout. Did this, you see their first fight? Did, did Connor, does Connor submit people? Connor knocked this guy out at featherweight about five years ago in the first round, like one shot. What was the fight division that you and Cody knew all about during COVID that was like incredibly sketch? Oh, Cage Warriors? Oh, that's like not that's even... It. That's not even Cage cool. Warriors. That's, that's not, not sketchy even, at all. That's just like British. That's isn't it? British. That's yeah, the British regional scene. There is oh, okay, much sketchier. I mean, Cody I, I, does that was like the Outlaw Tour, but for MMA. No, like, no. Substance like Cage the, Combat 2.0 is like the the Outlaw we, Tour. We won a lot of money on that Cage Warriors card, by the way. Yeah, Mason Jones fights this week. Or fights yeah, the guy from that morning. card is fighting in the UFC on Wednesday. Tim. Yep. Fair enough. Anyway, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. I want to thank Jeff for being here in the studio. He'll be back on Monday to break down the Fama's insurance open. Is Tiger playing? Tiger's playing, right? 
It's crazy. Next week's Tory Pines kind of feels like golf starts. Yeah. Like actually. No football. Golf's going. So tune into the golf show next week. Want to thank Paul behind the camera. Check him out on the Dogger Pass podcast for UFC 250. Seven, I want to say. Conor McGregor's funding. So if you want to bet on that card, you tune into the Dogger Pass. I'll be back with Mad Lab and Brett Appley later in the week for DraftKings picks on that. Plus, they'll have solo videos up on Mayo Media Network. So if you want to get into the UFC, there's a great spot to be, plus the hockey show. And I suppose, as always, I should thank The Coin and his friend, Tim Andercast. Tim Andercast. That's not my name. Is The Coin your friend? It is not my friend. I'm glad that after the Super Bowl, he and I don't have to see each other again for several months. Maybe we should set up some sort of competition where you face the coin in things. Sure. Like you're bad at Mario Party. Maybe the coin could beat you at Mario Party. I'm not that bad at Mario Party. You're the only person I've ever seen refuse to buy a star because you thought it was a trick. <laughs> I thought the best was when I decided to have a coin party when you had it all won. <laughs> for no reason. I still won anyway. It was okay. <laughs> Yeah, but we were very upset. Tim went to go. He finally got to a star. Tim doesn't win any of the mini games. He finally gets to the star, has enough coins for once to buy it, and clicks, no, I would not like to buy a star. I don't trust Toad. What? Happened. Why didn't you trust him? I thought it was a trick. Why do you think Mario Party was trying to trick you? I don't know, but the, the no option was there for a reason, so I figured that I it's way to go on that one. Poor choice from old Tim. Thank you all for watching. Uh, remember to continue to subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience. Like the episode, rate and review on the iTunes, on the everythings. You got to put the in front of it in case you're like over 50 or you're Tim, so you know what I'm talking about over here. And check out all the other shows. Just continue to support. Uh, and golf's going through. So me and Jeff are back every Monday. We'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience. Experience.